Welcome back to the TKW podcast. That is the Next Wall podcast. If this is your first time tuning in, as you can tell by my voice, I'm fucking depressed. The Knicks just got blown out, one thirteen ninety six in Game Four, down three one, heading back to New York. I'm joined here with Kyle Maggio, Sean Geddes, and a special guest, Aaron Summers. Guys, I'll just lob it up to whoever wants to start. It was gross. Julius Randle gave my dad Charles Smith flashbacks. <laughs> Reggie Bullock put up a fucking donut. So whoever just wants to just jump in, what was, what went wrong? Um, I don't know where to start. I, I don't either. So much went, so like, what went right would be the better question. Um, Julius and RJ had better games today. I feel like we could have gone to RJ more. Um, and allow him to be more of a weapon, you know, allow him to use his size more. He drove pretty well today. Um, so, I don't, you know, I, I wish we'd stop going away from that so much. Uh, Julius was more aggressive, and, you know, he got more to go. I think he still could take some better shots, uh, but he seemed a little more comfortable. Um, Derek Rose got off to a solid start. And after that, uh, my my main thing is going to be Reggie today. I don't like. I just feel like Reggie Bullock played 34 minutes, where the opponent was hiding their weakest defender on him. And not only did we not attack Trey, but Reggie had zero points. You can't have zero. Like, that. at that point, are they even hiding Trey? Like, they don't even really have to hide him. He's, he's, he's locking you up, apparently. Like, it's gross. It's disgusting. Um, and that lack of production is tough to get offense when the guy who you have on the floor to space the floor and his shots is providing absolutely nothing. And then on the defensive end, if you want to say he's the primary defender against Trey, okay. But then we switched all the screens today. So, you know, Julius was ending up on Trey a lot. Tyler was ending up on Trey. Like, wherever, whatever screen they want, we're giving it to him. We're giving him the switch. And I don't have an issue with that. I actually said in the pregame spaces we had, I was like, one one response I'd like to see to the uh, pick and roll if we're going to try something is maybe switching. Because Julius does pretty good when he gets to Trey. And, you know, it stops everything else from happening and like allowing the whole defense to break down. So I'm not mad at the switching, but if you are going to switch, then it means that Reggie's not necessarily serving as that primary defender either. So now he's on the court doing nothing on offense and, like, you know, handing Trey off to defenders on defense, a.k.a. collecting cardio for 34 minutes in a playoff game. And that's just not okay. You need more. You have to go with something else. Try something else. Yeah. Um... I, I no, I mostly agree. I liked that they were going with the switching, but it felt like sometimes they were a little too willing because they ended up scrambling a lot. Um, it seemed like the right intent, and then I think the execution was a little wonky. Um, and the the biggest thing was it was just a couple of stretches to me, man. It was like just a couple of stretches where the Hawks would get hot. You know, the first one was in that second quarter. I think the Knicks were up. They had 44 points, and then they allowed, I think it was three straight threes on three straight possessions. Um, and it was like, Trey wasn't even in the game. Trey had come out and we're losing the Trey young minutes. And it's like Gallo's going off Gallo's going nuts. And I get, it's not 
surprising in the sense that Gallinari can hit threes because that's always been his thing. And he's always been a good like set shooter or that little, you know, he's got a good pump fake. He gets in the air, gets you to bite. And then he does that little sidestep dribble one, one dribble into a jumper. He's always been great at that. So that's what he did. That's why he's there. That's why they brought him in. But it's like, you don't want to see it on three straight possessions because that's kind of how you let them build momentum and rhythm and feel good. And then they certainly did today because they did it again several times. They'd go in these little bursts where, you know, to, to start the second half, it was the same thing. Knicks came out flat, which again, whatever, that's fine if you can get some stops, but then they couldn't even get stops. And it was just like, you know, Randall, I thought actually, I, I again, I, everybody's in the, the sky is falling mode right now. Everybody's going to say what they're going to say about Julius and, I feel like right now he could do almost anything. And if it wasn't perfect, we'd be killing him right now. That's just, that's the way I'm feeling. But I thought he had a pretty good game, like as a, as a whole, but it was just those couple of stretches where he would miss a couple of the tough shots that he normally makes would frustrate people, especially if he had a smaller defender on him, which is a valid point. It's just that normally that's what he's been doing this year. It's what he's comfortable with. And I think he was just trying to get back into a rhythm Seemed like he was really trying to like hunt his spots again, his hot zones to try to hit from, but you know, not the greatest shooting night, but just better seven of 19. He got, you know, two or four from deep, which was a welcome sight. He got to the line nine times, um, almost finishes with the triple double 23, 10 and seven, couple steals. He did have a block. I don't know why it's not credited in, in the box score. Um, there was one possession where, you know, they're fumbling around for the ball and, uh, they couldn't get a rebound. He ends up coming up with a block, knocks it into the paint. I thought he played a pretty decent game, but that the third quarter that came out flat. Remember, he missed a he missed a jumper. They allowed a three on the other or a bucket on the other end, and then the next possession, you know, right as soon as they crossed half court, he threw a really bad pass. It's a turnover. Couldn't get back on defense at the time. I think they had a three after that. It was just like it was like a five or or seven point swing. It was something really awful. So he got crushed after that, which that one rightfully it was a, it was a terrible stretch, but. Overall, I thought he gave us a really good effort, especially coming out of the game. Um, you know, as you guys said, RJ was really good too. Um, yeah, just really like Sean said, it was like a role player thing for me. Uh, we didn't get Burks is somewhat reliable. Typically, that's kind of his thing. He's been his MO. You know, he's not a, no, I'm not saying game one, 27 off the bench, but you got to give me a little bit more. Even it didn't feel like 12 and six today because he had like six points to three quarters. Like it was rough. So that wasn't great. Reggie was a nothing, um, which is unfortunate. Big, big Reggie fan here. Big Reggie fan all year been defending him. Um, Aaron, real quick to you, man. What stuck out from this atrocity of a game? Uh, the, the biggest part for me, well, two parts to me was the first part of what Kyle said. We, ha- we got to do a better chance, and this goes for most of the time, most of the time in the series, we've done it, but we got to do a better job of taking advantage of the minutes that Trey's not in the game. Because we were up four, we had a chance to really get that lead up to maybe eight, maybe ten when Trey gets back in the game. And to Kyle's point, they hit three threes in a row; they have the lead again. Instead of us maybe being up or having a tie ball game, they're up four at half. And right then, like in my head, I was like, the way our offense is going. I could see them starting out the quarter with a big run. We can't, we can't match it. And that's going to be the game. Lo and behold, that's exactly what happens. But uh, it just feels like from even offense and defense, it's hard to see any adjustments that, that are being made from four games. Uh, It's, it's a lot, (laughs) it's a lot of different things for me. And it's, and it's, and it's frustrating to see, but uh, I don't know. 
Julius, Julius played better. And I think to Kyle's point for everybody being on him, I think it's still shot selection at, at times for him. We, but he's not the only one. We all have to do a better, or everybody has to do a better job of especially taking advantage of whoever Trey's guarding. And if Reggie Bullock can't get a point, he can't be in the game. And if he's not being just, if we're switching, if we're switching and he's not the primary ball, ball handler, he can't be in the game. If you're not going to get a three, get somebody there and uh, get quickly Burks more minutes. And the thing about Tibbs, not putting, not taking out Alfred until game three of the playoffs when he should have been out, probably out of the rotation a month ago. It seems like he kind of lost track of the guard rotation with the bench. Now um, quickly didn't get in as much when he came in, he doesn't have that sort of rhythm, which if this happened a month, a month and a half, two, <laughs> two months ago, this could have already been settled. So it's, it's, it just seems like it's a lot of things just going downhill right now. And it's, and it's frustrating to watch. Preach, preach, preach. That is literally everything that's wrong right now. And with the Bullock thing in particular, what pissed me off, yo, Sean, you could appreciate this. If Bullock's already giving you nothing, what's the worst that Frank Nielakina can give you? Just, I just want to know. And even if you don't want to do Frank, there's another option. Maybe you can play RJ up at the four when Gallinari's in at the four because I've seen a handful of times Gallinari's trying to back up RJ and he can't do anything. So, Get a little creative. Maybe Obi and Randall more than the blowout minutes. Maybe literally, quite literally anything. Put quickly in with Rose and then put Burks at the three and move RJ up and put Randall at the five. Put Noel at the five with those guys around him. Five out. Like, do something, man. Yo, I, I just want to say, Aaron, when you said the thing about if Tibbs would have made this Elbridge switch two months ago, we wouldn't have to deal with these problems in the playoffs on the fly. I really was like, I felt like the Michael Wilbon me is a gift. Seriously, like I, and that's why we, I cannot say that word without my computer responding, but that's why we had to make that switch forever ago. Like it just doesn't make sense that it took this long because yeah, now you're reeling and trying to adjust on the fly to something you could have adjusted to months ago we've been we would have been a much better team for we would have had momentum roles would have been figured out with any just like in game three when art when uh iq and burks were out there with reggie and it was like yo they need another creator out there and i saw today he had rj out there with that lineup which is good but you sacrificed that in game three because you're figuring this out in game three of the playoffs so it, yeah that, that's a huge that's a huge failure right there like the loyalty, I'll never understand. This isn't like Alfred Payton's like a 13-year Nick been here and he's just like going downhill in his career. Like he's been here two years and there's no point for him to be starting at any moment. So it's like, what are we doing here? Politics. Uh, we, we said it on the last podcast, like what was it, two podcasts ago, a week ago? I, I don't know. It's every pod at this these. point. It's yeah, it's but, but daily we, we, we were begging, uh, begging anybody who would listen, especially notable people who may listen that um, – enough okay enough it was no longer doing Alfred Payton a, a a favor anymore we were now doing him a disservice so but no I agree this should have been look it, it should have been done a while ago so you could have settled and, and tried out your new guard rotation you know you could have tried out whatever you wanted to try out some small ball minutes try to play Frank eight minutes a game or you know Knox eight minutes I, I don't know what you want to do at that point but the point is you have then room to be creative you have more uh, playmakers coming into your lineup at that point who are capable of things offensively besides just like running to shoot a contested five foot floater. So it was like, 
Uh, yeah, I, I agree. I, I don't think this was sort of why we were on the case for that. So, you know, as hard as we were for so long, because it was like, you got to make that switch. It was obvious. Everyone knew it was obvious. Like, Tibbs even knew it deep down. Okay. Like he knew because he was getting asked every day. Like he did not know. Like he wasn't even playing in that last month, you know, he was in, and Peyton was averaging like 30%, 20%, you know, just awful, terrible stuff. So it was like, he knew it was like, but you just got to settle that in because then yeah, Rose could have settled in as a starter. And Rose has been great. Like Rose has been fantastic. Everything you could have hoped for, for a guy just like stepping up and doing his fucking job. Like he stepped up off the bench when he needed to play 40 minutes, when he needs to come in and start, you know, games three and four, like he's done a great job, but he needs help. And he also needs these guys. Like it, it, you're changing the dynamic for Burks a little bit. You're changing the dynamic for quick, which is fine. I think they're talented and can handle it, but it should have been done. It should have been done. Like to me, this was like, this was the draw. This was like the catch, which with the tips thing was like, you know kind of that he safely sets your floor like that that's always supposed to be the thing he sets your baseline really really high like you 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 find your identity you find your foundation like it's there i think it is a rock solid you know job in that but then it's like the stuff that he's stubborn on is like he's it's like so obvious and it's so frustrating for a coach that is like very obviously brilliant enough to walk into whatever job he wants and then make them winning to some degree whether it was the bulls the, the Timberwolves, the Knicks. So he's very obviously sensational at his job, coach of the year levels, you know, wherever he's going to be. It's like, if he, it's like, how, how does he not know to do that quicker? Like that's the, my only, my only issue with him. And again, hopefully he keeps learning again. This is just year one, but it's like, it's deflating because Nate McMillan too, as good a coach as he is, has never been out of the first round. So it's not like Nate is a guy who kills everybody, every playoffs with his coaching you know, he's, he's a good coach. He's just, he just usually loses for whatever reasons. Um, I feel like Tibbs shouldn't be getting pants by this guy is kind of my issue. Like that's, and he, and Tibbs to me should, is, is a better coach. Like to me, I expect better from Tibbs. That's why I'm saying this. So it's like, not that Nate's not a good coach, but just, just the, the degree of which he's been outclassed in the series Tibbs is just like, that's disappointing. Like that. That, that's not that's not great for a coach that I know. Like, again, we say this like every pod because it's not to sound like we know more than Tibbs. Like he's obviously forgotten more basketball than we know. He's he's knows more than all of us combined and always will. That's why it's disappointing. Like that's specifically why. So I, I'm bummed. I'm bummed. I don't know. Like three one sucks. Three one sucks, bros. Like we talked a lot of shit. We talked a lot of shit this season, and it was a lot of fun. And I would do it all over again. I, I don't regret a single second of it. it. It was a blast living game to play, you know, game with no real expectations other than, hey, this is scrappy. Maybe they win again. Like that was the entire mood, the entire season. And you know, they did a hell of a job. But this is the the stinky part of the playoffs. If you get smoked after talking as much shit as we talked, I mean. It sucks. I don't know what else to say. It sucks. I don't like this. I don't enjoy this. I didn't miss this feeling. It's been a, you know eight years since we had to do this, and it it feels exactly the same. It it really stinks. Uh, especially you know the first couple of games were close. These last two weren't. That's the worst part. You kind of kept hoping like all right, well at least at least we're gonna be really close now. Like, and then you even get Randall and RJ going in. It's not close. It's like well what the fuck man like. Like what? What gives then? Like how? How was it this far off from what we had hoped for? Like it's it sucks. That's the scary part because like you know, going game one was like all right, you know, it was a close game. We got we know what we need. Randall plays better. RJ like we'll be fine. 
Game two, we pulled it out after a comeback. Game three, we it was ugly. And we came into game four like, okay, we have some things we have to figure out. Like, you know, that's one of the main things we said. We got to figure this out. We got to figure this out, blah, blah, blah. And I just feel like we're coming out of game four with even more things to figure out. Like, I feel like I feel less sure about everything. Like, because like you said, RJ and Randall got going to bed today and it still wasn't close. What the hell? Where are we going to, you know, we seem to struggle even more with the shooting today. Um, we struggled on the boards. Uh, guy stood in his shots. We got zero points for 34 minutes from a winning position. Uh, position. Like, uh, so yeah, it seems like there's even more to figure out than it was going into the game, which is very, very, very disheartening. I just have to say, I miss Mitchell Robinson profoundly. They are really missing him, man. I will say, the center issues as a whole, it's disgusting. Are like, not. I'm not gonna say be like that's what lost us the series, but like the fact that mm. not lost us the series because they're getting they're getting their asses kicked so it's, soundly ac- almost across the board that I can't, you can't, I can't possibly just pin it any one way. You know what I mean? Like we are getting like sauteed right now. This isn't even, it's not even a little close at this point. Like, so. Yeah. It's rough, man. Like yeah, offensive I, I rebounding is bad. It's like you miss the vertical attacks. You know what I mean? Which is why for the life of me, I don't know what Obadiah has to do to get extended runs. Yeah, let's go right into it, Kyle, because he was good, man. He was good again. All right, he was good again. He gave us 13 whole points. All right, oh, we didn't score double digits allowed in the regular season. Oh, we gave us 13 points. And again, he was open in all these spaces that you thought he could be open in. And, you know, they are mostly finding him now um, when he is in, even if it's in, you know, once they're down 23 points, which is unfortunate. But, um, you know, I, I just think you got to go to him more. I think you got to go five out because I think even with, with the way Randall was attacking today, it was mostly just getting Randall downhill a little bit earlier to kind of get into his steps to make, you know, those moves into the paint, whether it was he would take his little gear and try to get to the hoop. He was drawing a bunch of fouls that way. Uh, he finished a bunch of shots that way. Um, and he had a couple of a bunch of kickouts too. So it was like, to me, I thought Randall was seeing the game much, much better, but um, I think still you can make his life easier because Obi's been doing some stuff. Obi's been able to either be a shooting threat uh, and they they respect him out there. They get out to him pretty quickly. And if not, he's really, really good about, it. okay, I'm just sprinting baseline and somebody's going to have to throw it up or find me. Um, I, even his uh, his hustle play still. I, I was worried, not worried in the sense like uh, he wouldn't be hustling, but I was worried in the sense that it wouldn't have shown up because, you know, the Hawks have a pretty good interior. Uh, you know, C- Capella and, and, and Hunter and, and these guys, you know, Collins, like these guys are pretty – pretty talented, pretty good. I thought it was going to be hard for him to like make an impact consistently, but he was getting in there for tip-ins and rebounds and stuff. So the the defense too, I thought has been better. Like he's still not good, I would say, but he's been not, not a negative. I think he kind of holds his own a little bit. I think he's, he's been pretty active too. Um, That's the other part is like, even if, even if he gets smoked, I feel like he still never gives up on the play. Like he's trying to get a block or he's trying to get the rebound really quick. If they miss, he's still trying to impact the, the defense somehow. So I, I just think like one, he's earned more time and two, his minutes have been pretty impactful. So I just feel like you need more offense. You need more space. Why wouldn't you go five out or play some Randall OB minutes, especially if Randall's starting to get going now, shouldn't you make Randall's life even easier? You're going to get him even more space to drive. 
he he hit two threes tonight. So like, okay, the jumper's starting to work a little get, uh, again. You're going to be able to draw some defenders out. I just think it makes a lot of sense. But Tibbs just makes these adjustments when it's too late. Like I bet you we see this in the second half of like game five now. You know what I mean? Like he's not gonna he's not gonna do anything we want to start the game. It's gonna be the exact same, and then it's just gonna be whatever Julius and Randall, uh, Julius and RJ are doing, Rose are doing, and then after that, it's gonna just be like, all right, now now we're down fifteen, and now now I'll try it again, and now we'll go five out, and now and then they'll make the little run, and it'll be for too little, too late. And I don't want to sound negative now. I was actually doing a pretty good job avoiding it, but. You it's know. just one quick point. I just don't think the only argument to not playing Randall and Obi together is the defense. And I really don't think Obi's defense would be as much of a disaster as Noel and Gibson to a lesser extent, their offenses. Because they're completely sagging off on both of them and they're not forcing them to do anything. So Julius is walking into at least a soft double, sometimes hard double most times, and he can't really get to his exact spots every time. And it's fucking up his rhythm. And then then you have a snowball effect where you're down by 10. And at this point, we're down 3-1. It doesn't hurt to like it doesn't hurt to experiment a little bit more. So really, really, even today, it wouldn't have hurt to do more, just especially when we're down six, eight, something, when you know that we're they have a chance to put that lead up a little bit more. Let's try to let's stop the bleeding early, try to get some more offense now. So it doesn't hurt to experiment now, especially when we're down. There's nothing, especially game five, to lose here with experimentum uh, at the five, see what he can do guarding Clint Capella. Uh, and then if it doesn't work, then, okay, you at least tried it. But Yeah, there's there's nothing wrong with experiment at this point. Um, so we definitely should try the Randall Obi thing, hopefully early. Um, at this point, if Reggie doesn't hit a three in the first quarter, I don't want to see him again. I seriously like I, I just you can't give a guy an entire game to do nothing in the playoffs. There's too much on the line right now. Sorry, bro. If you don't have it right now, it's very unfortunate. We've got to try somebody that might. People were, you know, people have all their things that they shoot down. Oh, well, for instance, they go stand out there and do nothing. Like, okay, do you prefer somebody to stand out there and do nothing with the number 25 on their back? Like, I don't understand. Like, it, it doesn't matter. Like, some, something has to give. Or our backs are against the wall. And honestly, beyond just the rotations and substitutions, because yeah. Um, that needs to be better effort, bro. Effort, effort, effort. Like there's a lot of, there were quite a few plays like, yeah, Randall played better today. He was a lot better offensively, but I feel like, especially because he struggled throughout the series, there shouldn't be a single play where I feel like you took the playoff. Shouldn't be a single, every single rotation needs to be crisp. If, if you, if you're, we're not getting shots to fall, the offense isn't falling. They're a tough team to stop defensively. Our rotations need to be perfect. We shouldn't have two guys closing out to one man at the same time. We shouldn't have and early in the game. We were uh, like pretty much double teaming Trey Young on the baseline. And, you know, we're like the primary defenders stopping him or whatever, passing him off to the big, but never actually passing him off, staying there with the big. And then he made a couple dump offs to Capella. We stopped that after a while, but we gave up like three or four buckets in the beginning of the game with that. And it's just like, that's, we, this is a big game. Like you can't give up easy buckets like that. The three straight threes we gave up where he's on the bench. Like, it's just a lot of, we can't be beaten to any loose balls. Like, we have to want it. I feel like we needed it. We needed this game, and somehow they wanted it more. Yeah, the start kind of felt like iso ball, too, which was kind of becoming a, a troubling trend with this team where it's kind of one and done. Like, if you make one pass and one guy's open, he's shooting it immediately, where I feel like if you work the ball a little more, we saw RJ have success on bogey where he just took him to the rack, and we didn't see that that much. I felt like if 
Reggie had an open shot. He took it right away. And same with Randall early on. He started to be a little more patient as the time went on. But first couple of possessions, he was just launching it. And I understand he's trying to get going, but it's turning into just kind of park ball where it's like, all right, I'm going to try and get us going, and then we can start playing team ball. So I think feel like that's the bigger concern for me, especially moving towards game five where you need to score at least 100 points. Yeah, and – they were they were mic'd up during the game. You heard Nate McMillan. He was talking about it the whole game. Make sure we break down the defense. Let's get to our third and fourth options because the one first and second isn't always going to be there. We need to kind of follow that same trend instead of just one and done passes. Just uh, not to keep on using Julius Narjay as, as examples, but if you don't have anything, pass it. I guarantee if you give the ball up, move somewhere else, relocate, you'll probably get the ball in a better position. So just make sure we continue with ball movement, break down the defense. It's not like they're a great defensive team. They're not doing anything defensively that's hurting us. We're hurting ourselves more times on offense. We just got to trust each other. It feels like, just like you said, Mike, just getting out of these one and done uh, possessions, get, get people in their spots, get some more movement, create some more movement, get, get better looks. And that, Hopefully we see more of that, um, but it is going to be a mindset thing and an effort thing. So we'll see how they follow. Yeah. So I, I, I don't. Yeah. I, I mean, I think we we've done as much as we could do on this uh, this game here, but we got a lot of uh, stuff from the the mailbag uh, segment today. Is not just. Uh, questions we asked for we asked for general ranting and commentary and thoughts uh because you know it was a troubling loss i think everyone's probably taking it reasonably well i'm sure i'm going to read these uh tweets and nothing's going to be outlandish and everything's going to be just fine so i'm going to stroll through these uh one by one and, and make sure we uh we 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 work through them so uh for, first one i see is from uh dj rain supreme the easy thing to do is to blame Randall, but give me one adjustment besides starting Rose that Tibbs has made. Starting Rose has killed the bench play and the defensive strategy of leaving so many shooters wide the fuck open. I'm not just blaming uh, blaming the players. Sorry. I mean, he's right. Oh, my bad. He's right. Tibbs, Tibbs is bad. Tibbs has been pretty bad this entire series. Even the fact, yeah, guys didn't hit shots, but it's like in the last couple of games, I don't know what percentage we shot today, but we shot like 30% a couple of times. And it's just like, how are we shooting in the 30s with Trey Young on the floor? <laughs> it doesn't make sense to me. Like, and it's one thing if you're attacking, and the fact that we can, I've been annoyed about not attacking Trey on the whole, attacking Trey on the whole time, but the fact that he came out of the half with three fouls. And the game plan wasn't simply go at him every single play. I was saying at halftime hopefuls, I was like, honestly, I would even go to the point where I come out of here with Reggie not on the floor. And that was before I just didn't want to see him on the court anymore. It was just a matter of like, give them nowhere to hide him and attack him until he gets that fourth foul. That never was a thing. We never did that at any point. And we allowed them to build momentum and build a lead. And he was out there running wild. And then he didn't have to be worried about his foul situation anymore. That was a waste. He literally didn't have another foul. Not a yeah, single foul. That is so out. disgusting. That's crazy. So I, I, I got angry about this. Uh, I, I was mad online, as I often am. <laughs> uh, so in, in being mad online, I, you know, I made that exact point. I was like, for a defensive guru head coach to not come out of halftime, you know, running at Trey as many times as they could, 
as I was like, it should be a war crime. I think that's unbelievable. And, you know, I had a couple people ask like, well, what, what could they have been doing? And I was like, well, first of all, Reggie has been one of our main screeners this entire season. So in doing that right there, you're trying to get the switch with Trey, even with that, the issue was not just the, about the switch. It was that Trey almost always, even if he got beat on the, the screen or whatever, was still always running back to Reggie. Like the, the first sign that he could, they would, if there was a second or someone hesitated on the, you know, on the pick and roll, whatever, um, the pick and pop, like he would in that hesitation moment, just sprint back to Reggie and they would cover for him in that time. And then the other person who covered for him would just go back. So to me, the answer like is sort of what Sean is saying, because that's what I was screaming uh, during the, the beginning of the third quarter. I didn't want to see Burks or Reggie on the floor. I just wanted to get quickly in there. And, and my answer is always like, yeah, just the answer is more screens, man. Like we see shooters get freed up and guys get into the situations they don't want to as defenders when you run them through a series of screens. We would run him into one and then like, ah, shit, didn't get what we wanted. That's it. We just got to settle for this jumper. Ah, shit, that, that, that's it. All right, well, we'll we're just going to take one step in and take this weird long two. It's just like, that was what was frustrating for me. So, like, it's not that, you know, in a way that the Hawks did stifle it. I'm not saying it was going to be foolproof, but I'm saying they could have made him work a lot harder through that. And I don't think they've even tried to scratch the surface on doing that. That's sort of my issue. It's not that it's going to be a guarantee that it's going to work either, but you got you got to make them run through shit. You got to, like... That's what we mean by make him work. It doesn't just mean it's going to be an automatic. He has to switch off every time from the first screen. You know, run him through a couple of things. Make him go baseline. Make him chase, like, quickly all around the court. Quick is great at moving. Make quickly just don't stop sprinting. Baseline cuts. I, you know, backdoor cuts. Just make him keep going and going and going. And then somewhere Trey's going to get lost. Somewhere. He's going to get caught up somewhere. It shouldn't take more than two screens. You know, like, get creative. That, that I just feel like that's my, my biggest Tibbs adjustment Great. What was the one thing the Hawks complained about heading into game three? What was the one thing that, yeah. Why wouldn't you just, rather than dribble the ball into the ground until there's eight seconds left on the clock, run through screens the whole time, piss them off, get them tired, do something. Nothing. It's just been one-on-one ball way too much. I could, I could only remember like physically trying to exploit Trey as a matchup defensively once. And that was game one with quickly driving. Like I'm sure it may have happened a handful more times, but I can only remember it once. And that's something where if you want to slow him down offensively to everyone's point here, we got to make him work on the defensive end. And that's going to be by going a lot of screens, making sure whoever he's guarding is capable of driving to the basket and just making them work. And Kyle's right. We have it even scratched the surface on it. It seems like it hasn't even, hasn't even been a thought yet. And that's frustrating. Uh, it feels like the adjustments that if we're making adjustments, it's not really adjustments. Like I'm not, I'm not in the, I'm not in the huddles, but it feels like whatever it is, it's just whatever the initial game plan was try to do that harder. Not any, not, not any changes to it, but just do it. Just do the same thing harder. And it's not good. If, if it hasn't worked in three games or four games, then I think it's time to just try to switch things up. Yeah, no, it, it's time. Uh, we, we got some like repeat comments here generally on the same thing. So if it was too close to something we, we covered, I'm going to skip over, you know, sorry guys, but yeah, you know, we're, we're a smart fan base. So a lot of us have the same general complaints because we have working eyeballs that look at the TV screen here. So 
that that's the way I look at it is we all kind of are seeing the same game here, which makes me happy. Everybody's on the same wavelength, more or less some extremists, but more or less, um, you know, somebody said, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Uh, we need our centers. They anchored our defense all year long. Taj is great. And he actually had an all right game, but there's only so much a 35 year old undersized center can do. And that's from at underscore JV, Chris underscore. And he's right again. Uh, everybody's been pretty right so far. Taj was great in what he can do. And that's, it's not his fault that Noel is banged up and not really himself right now. He definitely looks very limited. Um, Mitch is still missing and he's obviously a significant improvement over either, in my opinion. So, I mean, we're, we're thin, we're thin at center. It, it stinks. That's why we want to see some uh, small ball, some, you know, some OB at, at the five Randall at the five, some shit like that. But yeah, I mean, Taj has been good. I mean, he, we got to give him this flowers for stepping up and do what, uh, what he can. He, you know, definitely came up big game too. He, he's been important in this series, but he's just overmatched. It's not his fault. Yeah, it's rough to see because not to his fault of his own, but if Trey Young gets past the perimeter, I feel like they're just done because either he's going to score over Taj or he's going to throw a lob to Capella, and it just sucks because Noel's clearly banged up. He only had a single point. He just wasn't himself, and it's – I would even get to the point where I would even see what Pele got at this point if it gets that bad because Taj playing a lot of minutes is not really helping either against Capella. Maybe, like, when they go small, you can do it, but you got to switch something up. Yeah. Honestly, we miss Mitchell Robinson terribly. Um, and I may spend the rest of my life wondering what would have happened in this series if he was here. Um, but with that said, I, I agree. Maybe try Pell. Like, yeah, because we're not getting – at least one thing we saw from the, you know, 15 minutes we saw from Pell during the season was that he is very good being vertical at the basket. You know, he's a good shot blocker. And, like, like that's why I was saying we can go Randall O because we're not really getting much rim protection. Like, they're – they're feasting it. They're feasting in the paint. Like you said, once Trey turns the corner, it's pretty much a bucket one way or another. And that's tough. That's tough. That that's, that's hurt us a lot. And the Mitchell Robinson would have made a huge difference in that regard. And I, I just can't help but think about it. Every time I see them run that screen and roll, every time I see that lob go up, I'm just like, there's no way, um, you know, but we're, we are lacking athleticism at the center position because that's not really tied to strong suit. And Noel is very limited um, and is already offensively limited. And, you know, some of the drop passes they're trying to make to him is just like, like people are like, Oh, why, why do they keep trying to squeeze it to Noel in tight spaces? We know he can't catch. And it's like, you know, part of me, you know, the, the phrase is KYP, know your personnel, but at the same time, bro, it's the playoffs and you're under the basket. I kind of need you right now. Um, so it's, it's tough. It's just us. I really hate that that fake Mitchell Robinson questionable report came out because I was totally fine accepting he was not going to be here the first round. And then the thought of him potentially being back in the lineup makes me think like, damn, I really miss Mitchell Robinson right now. But uh, it hurts that he's not here. In, 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 in all seriousness, it hurts that he's here. It, 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 I'm sure Clint Capella would still get a few lobs just off of rotations and things like that, but at least limits those. It, it doesn't have him just chilling in the dunker spot every position. And every time just a Mike's point, Trey gets past the three-point line, it's, it seems like it's inevitably a lob or he's got to get the offensive rebound. So it does limit that. But um, I don't know. It just seems like even with Mitch, it's just hard to get offense right now. 
So uh, Mitch would only do some like Mitch, like as much as I love him, I feel like he would only do so much to help her at, at this particular moment. Yeah, uh, I, I don't. I don't know. There's no, I don't necessarily disagree, but it's just uh, it's hard to see just how short we've been at center and, and think about what could have been if we were even just a little bit healthy. Like even if just Noel was a hundred percent too. Like it's not just the Mitch thing. Like Mitch, of course, is the dream. You want to be fully healthy with your best center, of course, of course. But Noel was pretty great when he was like a hundred percent healthy too. So the fact that Noel's like doesn't even look like fifty percent right now, just kind of hobbling around. And he's, he's giving it all. He's he's, he's giving trying. He he's yeah, trying. Like, he's trying. Shout out to see. him. He, he's limited. Like that's right. that's just sad. Like I feel bad for him. It hurts. But, you know, see that and then see Taj overextended. It's like, yeah, man. Like we're, we're we're getting beat there. And then if the role players aren't hitting their shots, then it's like we're playing three on five half the time out there. The way it feels like. So it's unfortunate. You know, like the next comment here. You know, it's all good. We just don't have the uh the man slash firepower. We need a death added during the, the season and nothing happened. I don't necessarily disagree with that. Uh, I think they went on a, that winning streak and made it easy to kind of forget that they were pretty much, I wouldn't say middling, but they were about you know a pretty decent 500 team all year. Like that's what they were. It was win one, lose one, win one, lose one, win two, lose two. Like that's kind of what they were doing all season. And then they went on, you know, went on a run and it's like, yeah, like that. that's great. That they did that. That's great that Randall was as great as he was. And RJ had his, you know, good, close to the year, but, and, and Rose stepped up as Elf stepped down basically, but they still needed more. We knew that we needed production from the wings. Like if Reggie was hitting a bunch of threes, that's great. Of course, if Burks is going to go off the bench, like that's great. But we, we knew that they needed like more wing scoring, like primarily and like either that or like a, a really truly great point guard. And it's like, it's tough that they need more. They need more. That's what this has taught us. You know, Randall can't do it alone, basically, or Slash shouldn't be the the top guy on a a contender, which, again, is never slanderous. Everybody takes that as, like, some big disrespect. (laughs) You could be a 1B. We just got to see who his 1A is, you know? Like, there's there's things we got to figure out. So, like, I get it. That's, like, kind of what my mindset is, too. I'm not trying to be all, like, down before we're actually eliminated, but I feel like there's only so much we could do. Like, we already didn't have all the firepower we should have had on top of us being shorthanded. And on top of us, not even adjusting a little bit. So it's like, I don't know what we really expected if we're just going to keep doing the same shit every game. I think the depth there, it's just, like you said, the superstar score. I think even with everything you said about the wings not showing up, which they haven't, if you just have a superstar score, it erases a lot of those shortcomings. And that's pretty much what they're missing. It's kind of funny. It's like an inverse of the mellow era where it was just a superstar score and nothing around him. Now they have everything you would like around a superstar score, just no superstar score. So I think addressing that in the coming years, I don't know if it's going to be next year, but I'm positive the front office is capable of getting somebody in the next couple of years. So that's something also to keep in mind with this. This is also just a taste of what's to come if you keep this group together. So it's not all down on that. Yeah. I don't want to sound like, you know, it's tough. It's tough to be three, one and not sound defeated. Um, but especially when our offense today looked like somebody playing 2k with a team they never used, but you know, I'm hoping at the very least we go back to the garden where it's three, one, 
hopefully the fans can carry us. If you're going to be in the garden, we need you now more than ever. Uh, that's really all we've got left is hopefully, you know, we can use that garden energy and bounce back and get back in this series. Um, but yeah, I mean, this team did overachieve, but I, I don't think that that justifies this performance. Like I, I don't, I don't see it that way. I don't think we overachieved to that extent. I think we were a top defensive team. We shot the three really well. Um, and we did some things well. We, we could have been used better. We could have had better rotational decisions. I think that had we not waited until like Aaron said earlier, waited until game three to make a starting point guard change. It should have made probably in 2020. Um, you know, it would be a it would be a different situation, but it is just really unfortunate. And hopefully in the offseason we're able to, you know, we're it's clear we're missing that perimeter punch, especially when you get zero points from a guy for 34 minutes. So we're missing that perimeter punch, that reliable guy who not only can shoot, but can also get some create create some shots. Um that's important, especially in the playoffs. You know, watching like the Grizzlies game and the uh jazz game, I was like jealous of all these shot makers, like all this, all this shot creation. I'm just like, yo, like, this is amazing. You know, we, we don't get a whole lot of that. Uh, we haven't gotten a lot of that in this series, and we definitely are going to have to look for that in the summer. Yeah, so a couple of these other comments I'm reading are like the, the Randall stuff that I was hinting at. You know, like, uh, I, I'll read them both here, but basically one, one hints at, oh, well, that, you know, he cost himself money and, and, Basically, I was gonna, I was gonna say, you know, we had to extend them, but now just pick up the option. And the other one, you know, is saying, um, the we, you know, this team wasn't supposed to be here. I get it, but they overachieved. Can they at least try? Especially Randall, uh, he's our guy. You know, he never responded with a good game, and it's like, I understand. Like we wanted a better response game, but again, I thought tonight he did respond. Uh, pretty well I thought as a, as a whole aside of those couple of bad stretches um, but I think the issue isn't him trying I think he's actually trying I think he's trying incorrectly I think that's mostly been the issue in this series he's made the wrong decision but not that he wasn't trying he's almost trying too much pressing taking some difficult shots like to me that's kind of the issue I don't know that he was just not doing anything like again there's some place for sure where he didn't get back on deep you know he went, again, not a perfect series. It's been a bad series for him. Everybody's talked about it. We know that. But I, I thought it, I thought he at least did what he was supposed to do in this game for the most part. They just, a couple of bad stretches killed him is the way I see it. But uh, I wouldn't look at it as though he's not trying. Like, it's a team that it is. It's just, like, nobody's hitting shots. Like, I don't know how else to describe it. Like, How can it, you watch it, him and say, like, just even suggest that he wasn't trying? Yeah, like, he's been bad. Like insultingly like, stupid. Yeah, like he's been bad. Like that's different. right. Like yeah, him being bad and missing shots is like different than not trying. Like he's definitely not not trying. Yeah, like, that's not that's a silly thing. Like he he stinks, but that's let's <laughs> separate the two things right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, let's be smart about it. I, um, I think that person because I, I mean I, I wouldn't say he's not trying, but I do see where that person is coming from. I think that the struggles have led to an like you know a change in the body language. Uh, the effort level on certain plays, like how locked in he is, um, you know, in game two, he was, you know, people were over 15 against him. He did all the little things, even though he wasn't playing very well. I don't think that Julius did the little things very well. Tonight. I think there was a very big run in the game where like a lot of it was on Julius. I was like, yo, what the hell? Like, 
this is the playoffs. You can't really have runs that are your fault, honestly. Like, not when we're trying to, in the position we're in. So I understand that frustration, but I do wish that people would stop taking that frustration overboard, like saying, oh, he's not – like, people were saying crazy things in the comments, like, oh, yeah, let him walk. Don't even pick up the option. I was like, bro, shut up. Like, I, didn't, I didn't even have the time or energy to respond. Prisoner of the moment ass shit. Yeah, it's disgusting, bro. Like, let's not do that. Don't be fickle, as we said. Like, like, because it's, you know, I, what I think, honestly, the way it seems, you know, we saw Julius in his first season as a Nick. And it was his first time being the guy. It was an adjustment for him. He said he had to go into the offseason and do some soul searching. And I just think that he's going to have to go into the offseason and do some soul searching about a different thing now. This is, now we're seeing Julius. We saw his reaction to his first time being the guy. Now this is his reaction to his first time being the guy in the playoffs. Maybe this is just how Julius' reaction, like the reaction process kind of goes. It's unfortunate, but, you know, to act like a guy is not worth the money anymore after you put together an all-NBA type season is just stupid. Like, that's stupid, and honestly, keep those takes to yourselves. Yeah. Everybody's getting too caught up in uh, the in- – look, one of the issues I've long had with this fan base is when we talk about the next level, the next steps, whatever it is, everybody wants the next thing to instantly fix all the all the issues immediately and if what we're doing doesn't fix all the issues fuck this it's not worth it don't even don't even try to pursue it or, or fuck this this player it's not going to work it we that's not how this shit works bros that's just not how this shit works okay it, it, it just really it really is not you you evaluate the situation now and seeing what julius got you after this gigantic gigantic improvement of a season he took same thing with Randall too is the other uh, with RJ too is my other part like it's not just that Julius worked it's that Julius worked really well Rand, uh, RJ worked really well and they worked really well together like okay so you're starting to connect some dots now so you, you go from there okay well those two working together this well one when one's 26 and one one is age 20 got me this much okay so what are they missing now they need points. They need scoring. Where, where are you going to get them that help from? You got to just start piecing the puzzle together. This is still step one. It sucks. We Again, we talked a lot of shit because they were very good this year, unexpectedly good. And it stinks because Randall was like, not just like regular good. He was like lights out shit. Like I get it. He, 40% from deep, like just pulling up in people's eyes. Like I get it. Like it does stink. Like it's been a drop off. We've talked about it at length, but end of the day, like, Today was like part of a response. I felt like it was mostly the the rest of the team, but it's like now now we got to go to game five and try to make this a real series and see what you got. Still, you got to try to fight back. But I I think it's very silly to sit here and we we got to dictate futures game to game. I think no matter what happened, like they could have gotten swept, and I still would have been like, yeah, you got to throw money. Like you got to lock the foundation, and then we build. We have him, and we're, we again people are talking about savings. This is why I don't like it. So people, you guys always do this shit. We talk about savings. And they are under the cap floor, and they are the New York Knicks. I would be annoyed if we were under the cap floor and having this conversation, if we were any team in the National Basketball Association, let alone the New York Knicks. I don't want to hear about that stuff. Like, we, we need to pay good players to be here. It's how it works. You pay Julius Randle, because where are you going to get this production next season? We're just going to keep trying this with new, with new one stars at a time. We're not going to look to add maybe we, we look at the scarcity mindset of like, okay, Julius isn't working. We got to go someplace else. Why Julius did mostly work. Let's just maybe get somebody else in here. And then we have more good players and that's a, a better situation to be in. 
And if it doesn't work after that, we start tweaking with more good options, but it shouldn't always be one thing or the other. It's a very strange, it's a scarcity mindset we got to get out of. I really key, truly feel that. I think people forget the key to team building is keeping a team together. It's You don't break up a team the first time it screws up. This isn't 2K. I think that's what people just forget. The the next question here is uh, sell my game five tickets or go from at Jimmy seven five two bunch of numbers buddy go to the uh, damn game Jimmy go, yeah, go to the game what are you doing <laughs> go to the game if you have tickets to game five you go to the game all right you, you just go we're not gonna roll over you go to the goddamn game you scream a lot you make it very loud and uncomfortable and you do your fucking job all right you have a job to do too when you bought the tickets so go there do your job. And give them some help. We need all the help we can get, and that includes you, my pal. So get in there. Or send me those tickets. Yeah, DM. exactly. Go to the game. Right, right. Or, or just DM the tickets. Like, either way. Yeah. <laughs> we'll go for it for you. Um, right, I'm just going to go through a couple other ones here. I really didn't oh, – this is also from Jimmy. I really didn't think the Hawks were that good coming into the series, but they actually have weapons on weapons. Um, we really only have D-Rose, RJ2. That's it. Randall didn't have – Two bad back-to-back games all season, but he clearly got the yips and couldn't figure it out. But credit to the Hawks, uh, though their their D has been really good on them. Yeah, uh, just you know, pr- pretty sound, man. That's how we feel uh, for the most part. It's just been a they've outclassed us. They've been good. They have weapons. We haven't done a good job covering. We haven't done a good job adjusting. It's that simple. Uh, Preston Kakuza tells us how did Trey Young start the second half with three fouls? and finish the game with three fouls. We covered this. If you go rewind about 15 minutes, buddy, but uh, we do not know. We do not know why there was not a series of screens run to force Trey into bad situations. We don't know why when they did get him any times, they didn't go at him and try to force some contacts. We, we don't know how he could have possibly finished the game with three fouls with defensive guru Tom Thibodeau managing this defense. We do not know how that happened. Yeah, that was that was the biggest failure of the day. I was I was already a failure not to attack Trey in the previous three games, but to have him come in to the second half with three fouls and not pick up another one is just gross and egregious. Malpractice. Just malpractice. A lot of uh frank comments here, guys. So hey, I'll good open, ones. I'll, yeah, i mean mostly just you know, same sort of uh shit that we everybody's been saying. Just, just basically either why can't Frank play? Uh, what harm can Frank do? Uh, what is there to lose in playing Frank at this point? Just fucking play Frank full court. Uh, we've seen one. him do it this season, and he isn't scared to do it. Tibbs has been Fizdalian. Doesn't make sense. <laughs> That's from uh, Tamilology. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, Sean, I know you were tweeting the game. I know you tweeted these sent- uh, sentiments a lot, but up to you. And then, you know, you and Mike can uh, make, make the Frank case here, but uh, the Alfred minutes are gone, right? So, what gives? Yeah, the Alfred minutes are gone. I didn't necessarily expect Frank to get the Alfred minutes. I figured he'd probably just lean more into Derrick Rose, IQ, Burks. Uh, but as we've seen, he hasn't managed that guard rotation well because he shouldn't have waited this long, like we said. But with Reggie out there collecting cardio, Frank knows the can play, bro. And I think that Frank can also do a better job on the screens. And I know people are going to reference that one possession where he had to come off the bench for seven seconds and guard a guy who had 30 points one-on-one in open space. But I mean, you know, he's done pretty well on like Trey when he's played him in the past. 
um his arc like his length his you know he frank fights his screens better than anybody i've seen in quite some times whether whether he goes over it whether he slips through it whether he does a, like the, the spin move around it where he stays connected to the screener and gets to the ball like he just he plays screens really well i think he would do a good job on trey and he can't put up any less points than zero so at this point yeah try it yeah I second every bit of that and it's just a bit confusing to me because when Rose got bumped up, nobody's really taken those minutes, period. It's just been like a non-existent. He's played Reggie with them, which is even more confusing because RJ is such a clearly superior option if you are going to do that. But then playing Frank, like 20 seconds to end the first half, three times in a row or how many times in a row it's been, that's been really confusing. Like Sean said, if Reggie's going to give you zero and collect cardio, Frank can do that and maybe stop Trey Young. It's a possibility, at least. We haven't really seen that with anyone else. So what else do you have to use? Empty the clip already. And and the one time Frank went in today, Trey was out the game, right? So yep. he was sitting out. It, yep. it's just reverses right now. It's like, what are we what are we doing? And and yeah, you're right. So D Rose has minutes has increased, but nobody's took those minutes. Then the bench guards, their minutes have dwindled. So it's you you have you have time, you have time to get Frank these minutes, and it's not gonna hurt. It's 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 it can't hurt. It, like it physically and literally cannot hurt at this moment. So all all it can do is be low risk, high reward, and maybe you slow Trey down for a few minutes, and that slows the offense down. If it doesn't, then you did the same thing that we've been doing for four games. It doesn't it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. To be honest, if Reggie's not on fire, he's not a 34-minute game per game player. Like That's true. Reggie shouldn't be playing all. 34 minutes unless he's on fire. Even at peak peak, Reggie is not really a 34-minute guy unless he's on fire. If the, if the guy's uh, out there and he's got – if he's – Let's pump the brakes, okay? If, no, it, no, no. if Reggie's making zero shots, I agree with you because that's always that's always my frank point. You can't, you can't do nothing on offense, and then I, I can't defend you. But – when we're talking about like peak Reggie, I just mean like if he's going to be a guy who's hitting like three, four threes a game, like he has most of the season, like he was again, he finished with was a 40% shooter with giving you pretty good defense. Mm-hmm. To me, that's a starter and you're going to play starter minutes. But again, to your point, if he's not hitting his shots, then he doesn't play. I just think like when we talk about like the peak Reggie part, we got to, he's done done a perfectly good job, but I I agree with you. You got to keep doing your job because that's your only job. That's the thing with role players. You have two things that you got to do. Typically it's whatever your specialty is. That's the reason you're on the floor fitting between whoever the main engines are, right? In this case, you know, we know how he works with Randall and we know how he works with RJ, but if he's not hitting a shot, that's, that's why he's the wedge between them. Then, then he's got to go. Like, that's the way I look at it too. And then you got to, but my issue is that we have guys who could step in and play that, Roll like quickly, like all you quickly, literally, like put him in. And if not him, then you could also do Burks in that role. Like you can, you can do a bunch of shit. I feel like we're not doing anything. It's just like Reggie's got to be out there because he was the starter all year. And then, then it's very Alfredian where it's like, you're just kind of like going down with the ship because that's the way we've always done it. And it's like, bro, like I love Reggie. I've defended him on this podcast all year, even just a now, a minute ago. But it, I was screaming the same thing in the third quarter. Like, if you're not making your shots, you got to go. Somebody, it's the playoffs, bro. We're trying to win this game. Someone's going to make a shot. If it's not you, give me somebody off the bench who might. Like, so I agree with you there. I just, 
So I got to defend my guy a little bit. It was well, a good season. There's just no what way I mean that... By, oh, I'm back. No, no, uh, just one quickly. No pun intended. Emmanuel quickly scored zero points. I mean, it's just, it's just too natural. Zero points between him and Bullock. Reggie paid 34 minutes, quickly played 13. Like, there can't be that big of a disparity. I know Reggie's going to play that. more, but, like, come on. It should at least be closer to 2015. You know what I mean? Like, that's wild to me, man. Sorry, Sean. No, you're good. And because that's what I mean by even – like, yeah, peak Reggie is great. Reggie was great this year. I'm not knocking that. Like, Reggie on fire is, like, a different thing. But peak Reggie honestly isn't a 34-minute-per-game player. I don't care what anybody says. Even when he was really playing well, he's still not a 34-minute-per-game player because he's running the fast break with R.J. Barrett and out of one hand to pass the ball to him. So he's still not really a 34-minute – like, Randall played 30, 36 minutes. R.J. played 35 minutes. Rose played 30, 32 minutes. Reggie's not a 34 minute guy. Not every, not every team has to have their starters play the entire. Sometimes you have a, a one and a two. You have Julius and RJ who are on a slam cover together. Those are your starters and they're having the best games. So they're going to play 35 minutes. Reggie does not have to play 34 just because he starts, especially on a night where he's not doing anything. But yeah, if Reggie's playing 34 and quickly he's playing 13, like Mike just said, something's wrong. It didn't even feel like quickly played 13 today. Like, like it felt like it, like, I don't know. I don't know if it was just me and just cause I wanted him to play more, but it felt like he was barely in the game today. I think he, he just launched that deep three and that was it. That was like the last thing I remember him doing. It angers me that they don't just let this kid. Okay. I, my takes, everybody, I, I, for some reason, always refers to my takes as like Boomer takes, or we always act like I'm points per game guy, or my takes are outdated. I don't get it. Uh, you, you see the way that these guys hunt long threes. Like, and again, it's not that quickly as any of these guys, but like, see, like a Dame starts a game. Dame always starts a game and he just like pulls up 35 feet, come out and guard me, bitch. Fuck you. I'm shooting this three. Like, quickly does the same shit. And it's like, Gilbert Arenas said this on a breakdown we did for Whistle. I actually really like that algae. He's just like, it's like playing chess because you're setting up the, you're using your pawns first. Like, why would he be shooting the shot right now? And it's because you're just trying to like, oh man, I got to immediately be playing 30, 30 uh, foot defense here. You know, I can't leave him because you know he's going to hit him. Like, that's just how it goes. So after that, once they start playing up, you have all the space to drive by now. And it's like, I, I don't get why after one shot, even if he misses it, like they always come out on him because they know he can hit the shot and he's a rookie. Why are we not giving him like a greener light? Like, look, I get it. Like when they, it's a make or miss league. Okay. Like when Julius misses a tough shot, everybody hates the tough shot. It's a terrible shot. When quickly misses a 30 foot, 30 footer, everybody's going to hate it. It's a terrible shot. When it goes in, we get a hundred retweets and everybody loves it. You know what I mean? Like that's how it goes every time. Okay. But that guys like him got to play free. Like you got it. Sometimes it's like results be then like that, that that's a player who just needs to be out there, bro. Like quickly is a guy who just needs to be running. Like he needs to be, he's an up and down the, the court kind of player. He needs to be just going back and forth, ball in his hands. He, he doesn't got to even be the lead guard, but he's got to be a part of that offense where he's able to shoot comfortably and confidently. And it's strange to me because Tibbs will advocate for him to shoot in these pressers. He'll say things like, man, you know, we, we believe in Tibbs, you know, and uh, quickly, but, He's got to let it rip. He's got to let us shoot those shots. Then I'm like, yeah, exactly, Tibbs. I agree with that. Good sentiment. Good call. Then the game comes and quickly shoots one shot, and then we don't see quickly for another quarter. And it's like, bro, which one is it? Do you want him to shoot this shot, or do you not want him to shoot it? What, which, what is, what is it that you're missing here? Because we need the threes, we need the offense, we need a gunner out there. He's always the guy. Like even if the results aren't going to be there, like that's the guy you want to go down with, in my opinion. So 
He's like the game breaker guy, the high upside guy. Like if you just need one of his hot games and you got to give him the opportunities to do that. And 13 minutes is not that like straight up. So he's got to play more. I don't know how you got to do it, but especially after game one, this is pretty, this is pretty frustrating after game one where he, we saw what he just did just being on the floor. That's it's just like, we went away from it completely. I don't know. I feel like Thibodeau's whole adjustment to Trey young has just been putting Derek Rose out there and then, forgetting everything else existed. And that's annoying. Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like we definitely could have gotten more out of IQ, especially the way he played in game one. He just came out, he looked free. Um, and I've been feeling like he's he's the type of player that can bust the game open and in turn bust the series open. And yeah, when you play a guy 13 minutes, and like you said, Aaron, it didn't seem like he was out there because it's tough to seem like he's out there and he plays 13 minutes. Like, what how what what like what kind of rhythm can a guy really get into you know and it's not like i don't know it's, it it was one it would be one thing if this is the philly series and everybody on the court was huge and they were going to try to take advantage of him but that's not the case here that's not the case here you can put him on tray you you if you don't want to put him on tray you can put him on one of the wings when he's on one of their wings he doesn't do a bad job like it's not like you know kevin herder bogus trying to post him up or something like that we haven't really had any issues like that defensively. So you got to let him raise the floor of the offense because offensively we're struggling. And has he been productive? No, but has he really had an opportunity to not really. You got to let a rhythm guy like that get in rhythm. It's like, like long story short, that's what it comes down to. Like he, like he, no matter what, even on his worst shooting nights, he'll always get a stretch where he'll hit two or three in a row, just because he's a rhythm guy. Once he sees one go in, he, he'll he'll get going but you can't get going if you play 13 minutes and you take one deep three one rhythm shot to try to see where you're at and you get out and you get out uh other game take yeah uh, instantly so it's it's game five we're down three one we're gonna need offense we all know that like we have to match their skill with ours with our skill and their shooting with our shooting we there's no reason for emmanuel quickly to be playing 13 minutes game five or yeah there's 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 no reason uh, yeah, so that, that was mostly what we have for mailbag. But my, my last question to you guys right now is like, we got to go back to the garden now, game five. The series is not over. You win this next game. It, it's not that a 3-2 situation is not the end of the world. You got to win two. You got to just take it a game at a time. But it's still possible to come back. Obviously, our chances are slim. But what 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 besides this Rose thing do you guys want to see now? What drastic last second change do you think Tibbs is going to be able to pull out? Because I don't know that I believe he's going to do the five out like I want. I don't know that we're going to see any small ball like I want, but it seems like if he tried, if we're using any past indicators, like maybe this OB Randall thing might happen if he went to it late in this game. I don't know. But what do you guys think has to happen uh, in game five? Uh, I'm I'm hoping we see the small ball, um, whether it be Obi at the Obi and Randall or putting Randall at the five and throwing Knox in there at the four to space the floor out, whatever it may be. I'm hoping we see it. Um, also, I'm hoping that we don't get 34 minutes of Reggie unless Reggie is on fire. Otherwise, there's no reason to have him on the floor for 34 minutes. There needs to be a minute reduction there for sure. And hopefully that becomes more of a consistent role for Manuel quickly. And also, like, you know, touches starting with different guys. Like, I feel like we should go through RJ more. Um, 
and allow him to get more opportunities to create. He looks pretty good doing so. And, you know, it makes it give the defense something else. Like they, they, they're loading up for Randall, you know, so attack from attacking other ways, get other things going, make them have to honor and respect and, you know, it's, prepare for other things rather than just having one game plan you're throwing at him. And if this doesn't like a lot of times, like I said, we look like somebody who never used a team on 2k before. Like we were trying that Reggie screen. If it didn't work, it was just like, Oh shit, what do we do now? Oh, do we do it again? Okay. Now there's eight seconds on the shot clock. Somebody has to shoot something. And like that, you know, the offense looked really bad. So I just hope that we, you know, get, get some other things to happen, man. Try a few things. Um, our back is to the wall. So. I, th- uh, I think like we talked about on the spaces before the game about RJ, like we have to see him get the ball in multiple situations. He can't just be the spot of corner guy. Like we know he led the, he, we led the league in corner threes, but he can't just be a spot of shooter. He, we have to see him. Even if he gets the ball, brings up the ball himself, just ways to get in transition. He, he had, he, he played great in transition today. So if we can get, if we can get running, get some more transition, uh, early transition, secondary fast break, something, just get him in the flow of the offense a little bit more at different spots. I think that'll help them. But um, as far as adjustments being made, it's been four games and I don't know if we've seen an adjustment. So I don't know what to expect. I, I, the one thing I could think of as far as Tibbs, maybe he might take D Rose out a little bit early and just play him back more with the bench. Just something like that. I could see maybe happen. I don't know if that'll help but I could see that happening. I'd like, I just don't know because we know what he should do, but we don't know if he's going to do it. Um, but I can see that happening, but I do expect a Knicks team that's just going to play their ass off. I expect the garden to be rocking. I think they're going to play on uh, play for and with that crowd and they're going to play desperate. Uh, that's, that's one thing I feel like is going to happen is we're going to play a little bit more desperate uh, in a good way. And uh just find out, find ways to the shooters we have, get them more, get them more shots. Yeah. I think Julius is going to have his best game this series. I really do. I think it's trending towards that and it'd be really nice to see him have a big game and then at least force it to go to Atlanta and see what happens after then. It'd be great if he had a Ewing moment where he's like, see Sunday type of thing, but we'll see how that goes in terms of adjustments that should be made. I think you guys hit on all, I think Frank should get 10, 15 minutes this time. And just put him on tray for 10, 15 minutes, see what happens. As we've said countless times on this podcast, it can't be worse than Reggie Bullock giving you zero points. So just do it. Play Obi a little more. He played 19 minutes tonight, but let's try and get those minutes before garbage time. And I think we'll stand a much better chance. The Obi topping game, game five, is, that would what, be great. is what we need. We need those 20 Obi minutes, like you said earlier in the game, because you can't just you can't just leave. I feel like they're leaving Taj out there to die. Like he's just like their their last last defense, and he's just running on fumes every possession. Trying, he's held together by duct tape, glue, bubble gum, splints. Just like you know, hastily thrown together, trying to keep this thing going. And he's trying. He's doing an admirable job. But you gotta you gotta spell him. You gotta just lean into the offense a little bit more. And again, I think Obi's earned it. I think we see – I'd like to believe we get it like a, a a meaningful double-digit performance from OB in this next game. I'd like, a, I'd like a nice 15 off the bench, something light, 20 strong minutes, meaningful minutes, and, and we take game five. 
I know we keep being rosy every single time we keep going. This has got to be the game. Game three, we says it's got to be the game. Game four, we says it's got to be the game. I feel like one of these times we got to be right. You know, I feel like one of these times they're going to just really break through, um, not just squeak by. So, look, uh, if it if it all ends in, in game five, it, you know, it all ends in game five. It's been a hell of a series. Uh, we've had a lot of fun. But, you know, there's still work to be done here. They still got a game to play, and it's not like they're playing in Atlanta again where they just vomited on themselves a couple of times. So, hopefully, you go back to MSG feeling a little bit better. That's really all I got to say. I, I just – Update: We were not with the shits in the A. We, <laughs> we were indeed not. With that the was shits. that's what makes it. Uh, come on, Reggie. No, we were not with the shits, man. No, not even a little bit. Got stomped out, man. Like it was. It was the theme at the beginning of the power, but that's what we were hinting on. It was like we talked a lot of shit, bro. We made we made a lot of people eat shit when we locked up the four seed. We did. We kept a lot of receipts. It felt really good. It was cathartic. Uh, and mostly they deserved it. And we were still correct even to this day. But it just stinks uh, when you talk that much and you're ready to roll and ride high into the playoffs. And then, like, it doesn't go the way you want. Like, this is this is the downside. Now we got to see that Reggie tweet over and over again. And we're going to see the jokes. I'm seeing, you know, the, the, the Randall's just a glorified whatever joke. So it's... This is what comes with it. It's unfortunate. I, I didn't. I didn't want to be on the butt of the jokes this early, but here we are. But game five, MSG folks. Uh, hopefully, uh, Jimmy shows up. Hopefully, he doesn't sell his tickets and, and goes to the game. But otherwise, you know, see you then. Let's go next. Hey man, uh, hold it down in the garden. Deuces. Yeah. So uh, keep checking out the nextwall.com. Make sure you guys are subscribed to giving this a five star rating and review. Uh, make sure you guys keep checking out the merch that we got. You guys have been great. Uh, be patient with the shirts. You guys bought a lot more than I was expecting. We're, we are getting them out. They're coming. Uh, seeing a lot of the tip shirts out there. Really appreciate all that support for real. Um, you know, really appreciate you guys supporting the brand that way. We dropped some new D-Row shirts. Uh, fire, we got fire. We got a lot of DMs and tweets about where the Rose merch was. So th- there you guys go. We put two out. We might have another one coming. But for now, you guys got a couple of things. So if you're looking for that, it's in the store now. It's designtree.com slash the Knicks wall. That's D-S-G-N-T-R-E-E.com slash the Knicks wall. So please go check that out. Everything is still 20% off. The playoff sale is maintaining until the playoffs are over. No matter how bad it has gotten, we are going to hold up the sale all the way through. So it is 20% off. Use code TKW20. Aside from that, going to go uh, try to take my mind off of things and, uh, We'll talk to you guys after game five. Take it easy. Adios. See you guys. Jimmy, go to the game. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Go to the game, Jimmy. (laughs)